Hi everyone, so today I have a couple of my friends with me to to discuss some of the things that I've been hearing about, some very, very popular topics that we've been hearing about in the news. Today we'll be talking about ChatGPT and the impact of that, what that means for for life going forward and just here to share their own perspectives, their own opinions about it. I have a few friends, and I'll let them introduce themselves before we go into the conversation. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Chidi Anthony. Hi, my name is Kingsley. Hi, my name is Isla Man. I'm a pseudo chat GPT skeptic. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I like where this is going. <laughs> Maybe we start from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should start from there. And as usual, you know, I'm Tad Idris. So we can start from the skeptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what? And also, just for the record, this is not going to be a deep dive into how it works or what ChatGPT is. If I think there's there are a lot of podcasts or a lot of places to find that information, this is just sharing our own opinions on what we see, what usefulness or what we see as the next steps for the tech. So let's ask... Oh, before we go into that, I think I have a question that I wanted to ask you guys. What is the most fun thing or most interesting thing that you've used ChatGPT for? Anything at all, totally random. And I can start while you think about it. For me, the first thing is, apart from the usual basic stuff that a lot of people did, like writing poems, writing lyrics because one of that's one of the things i did like hey chat write a poem about something i'm working on or write a rap song about this just random playful stuff but when i was setting up this podcast chat was really helpful like giving me step by step what services to use what to name the podcast what the description should be like a lot of different things that helps that helped me along the line i didn't obviously not use everything verbatim but it was really helpful in setting up the images the specs and things like that so i would say that was a lot of fun for me because i didn't know anything about setting up a podcast and chat gpt made it almost seamless so i would say I don't step on the shoes of the skeptic, but says it's very useful too. Yeah, very useful. So I don't know who wants to go next. I can go next. Um, well, I'm not a skeptic. Um, I'm super excited about ChatGPT. I am not oblivious of some of the concerns. Um, I'm definitely hoping to hear more about what Alan has to say. For me, though, with working from home, my job requires in most cases brainstorming and bouncing ideas off people. Um since ChatGPT I would say ChatGPT has become my brainstorming partner. Um when I have like super vague ideas or interesting problems, I don't know where to start. It's interesting. Like, I just ask ChatGPT and it usually like gives me a baseline that like you like most people that use ChatGPT as a co-pilot, you can then use the knowledge you have, technology to dive deeper into areas that make sense. But like being able to get that surface level information, um, for example, recently working on an ML model, um, and kind of just like helps you understand like how to think about 
bad actor detection um, and things like that. Um, I don't want to share more about that, but yeah. Well, okay. No, go ahead. How is that different from the Google, Google search? Yeah, so, yeah, I can answer that. Um, <clears throat> the amazing thing that I found, like, before this podcast, because you told us the topic yesterday, um, I was just thinking about, like, in the past one week, how often have I needed a Google search? Most questions that I have on a day-to-day basis, I need direct answer. For example, yesterday I asked ChatGPT. I think I have a few accidents in my insurance. I'm like, how long does it take to get an accident off my insurance? And when you type that on Google, it gives you ads. Ads like uh, there's Jasper or AI, and then like the third line you see things that when you click in, you might find the answer in the third paragraph. Like, yeah, you will find the answer. But like, I just want someone to tell me three years, five years, and if you ask. The, of course, we all know that ChatGPT may be wrong, but I'm not looking for PhD level thesis answer. Like I just want to have high level idea. Like I'm just in my kitchen asking this question. When you ask ChatGPT or Bard, you get an answer immediately. When I ask it on Google, I have to scroll through all the ads. Or Bing, please. Yeah. Bing, Bing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kindly include Bing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does that help? I, I, okay. So maybe when yeah, I get to my yeah, answer. Yeah. Okay. For me, what, what I've used um, ChatGP that is interesting was I needed to quickly put together a business plan um, for something I was working on um, to make a pitch. And ChatGPT was really helpful because, like Anthony said, it was very specific. Um, unlike when I tried to do it when I was searching doing the Google search, I had to like you know start to curate them, you know information and other. But ChatGPT gave me everything I needed, the subtopics I needed to <clears throat> work on, and gave me very specific information. I mean, like everybody said, you know, um, it didn't mean I used everything verbatim because I also had to adopt it to what I was doing and all that. Mm-hmm. But I would say it took me seventy percent. Um, of the way, and I was able to finish fast and submit that pitch, um, um, which was very instrumental. And, and it kind of gave me, like I was saying, kind of gave me everything that I needed. It kind of gave me that bare bones for me to work on, uh, you know, to then add um, specific things about the business I was trying to um, um, work on. And then on the other side, the fun part, I've used um, ChatGPT to ask very stupid questions, chat and pigeon and all, and it was really interesting, <laughs> you know. Um, how would I put it? Be ChatGPT being able to respond to you in Pigeon, all the slangs and all that. So I would say it's 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 an interesting space and something to watch. Uh, but I'm really interested to hear Ireland. So my <laughs> so if, I think I sent I sent myself over. My yes. <laughs> so it's not like I don't like ChatGPT. I have <laughs> I think my biggest problem personally has been like I feel like people are kind of like overestimating what they should do on ChatGPT personally. Okay. So like I feel like somebody's like, oh, this is the greatest thing. I'm just gonna put it and whatever it says, boom, boom, boom. All right. What you say, your example is very like actually personally, that example I actually because uh, you're basically saying, oh, if you go to a web page that Google or Bing recommends mm-hmm. to you, you're gonna to get to the fourth paragraph and then you're gonna see this information. Yes. The problem is I feel like the best thing for ChatGPT is something that is easily verifiable so let's say this thing he told you that this thing was three years the truth is that what do you do with that information do you believe that it was going to take three years for those things to get out of your insurance or do you now say oh okay what does that mean then i go and check a web page that would actually tell me so so something like that i'm skeptical of tragic because the thing is that 
like for something that is a direct answer, this thing is going to take you five years. Mm-hmm. I think you need to verify that information because that information might not, very possibly not very, maybe sixty percent or seventy or whatever. But it's not, it's not an authoritative source of information, which is, I, I guess, my biggest problem with ChatGPT. The things I've used it for on my own side, mostly to be honest, I've not gone too crazy like people have. It's mostly been writing, writing for me. Which is something I usually struggle with. Which is like, oh, you have to think about how do I like go mm-hmm. to write this dog. Mm-hmm. This is I'm just like, okay, you know what? Just give me, give Structure. me a, a, mm-hmm. a exactly. shit dog that it just contains nothing. And I'm like, ah, I don't like this one. Change it. This, 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 this. And then I fill it up with stuff. That's what I feel like is is good. Which is where you're not using it for something where it gives you an answer that you're basically going to rely on that answer for a major. Okay. When I hear things like that. It gives me pause. So that's where I am. My question to follow up on that is is that a current state problem? No. Or do you think that in the next iteration, maybe ChatGPT seven or something, Mm -hmm. there's there's going to be a resolution for this. I I actually even want to chime in before (laughs) because I I like that you said that you've not asked ChatGPT those kinds of questions. I think you should. Because when you do, it doesn't say three years. It says three to five years. Like it gives you a range. And like I said, but, but, but like I said, when I'm asking this question, I'm not making a decision. Remember, I said um on my kitchen counter. It just came to my head. Oh, how long is it gonna take for this my accident to get off my insurance? I'm not trying to make any financial decision. Like there is no risk. Mm. If I wanted to make big decisions, and I think for anyone that likes LLM, for anyone that is technical enough to understand what LLMs are, like you will know the biases, you will know the challenges LLMs. Exactly. And I agree with you, I think there may be people who are gobbling things from ChatGPT and other LLMs, I just believe them, believe in them as truths. That is a problem. And I think part of what we want to discuss today are some of the challenges. Like I, I, I appreciate all of those challenges. But I think for most people, it's just that high level information depending on what you want, like, it can give you that idea and it doesn't have to be 100%. And if you use it on Bing, talking about Bing, it gives you links. Give so you can links. just, like, click yeah. and go confirm and get more details. Oh, by the way, Google is implementing this thing. Google Where if you now ask a question, not bad. Okay. Normal Google. There are some direct questions that you ask on top of the page. That's you get an answer Correct. and then to give you all the links. Which is exactly what we've all wanted. But that's but, but has that's, it always so, been there? Yes. So Google uh, has so yeah. They basically they have these there are questions that are like based on verifiable information that like I can tell you that this is yeah. what and then you can see the link mm-hmm. and it takes okay. you there. Okay. I feel like that is kind of what you are using in this case for chat GPT, which is yeah. good. The thing though is even though you are saying you're not going to use it for something that is like life threatening or whatever, I think it's just a matter of time. Like if you like now it has worked for you. Tomorrow you're gonna to have another query. You're gonna ask it. Over that time, you're going to start relying. Yeah. Right. But let's yeah. let's talk like about ChatGPT passing LSATs again. Yeah. You know, no, I the really, medical exam. I actually want to respond to something like that, <laughs> and then we can go into all of those things, yeah. right? So one thing, like thinking about innovators' dilemma, and I think we've discussed this mm-hmm. about like how it's not in Google's best interest to be a first mover in the ChatGPT space, or why it makes sense for them to not move as fast as. Uh, open AI did. Um, Google started, let's all remember that these guys were PhD guys, and it was more like, how do we help professionals, people who are in a master's program, in, who want to do research, get verifiable information. 
where we are today, even before ChatGPT, I saw a research, and I think I discussed this with you, where showed that most Gen Zs go to Instagram and TikTok, TikTok. for search first. For search, so yeah. we have a new set of customers that don't care so much about this sort of verifiable or, or referenced data. Like, I just want to know, can I eat three eggs in the morning? And it doesn't matter. Like, I just want something that tells me it's okay or it's not okay. And we all know... No, but that goes back, that goes back exactly. to you. Want something. So you're making a decision no, based on that. But, but, I'm saying, but I'm saying that this set of users don't okay. care about the... PhD level responses. They don't. So I think what Anthony is saying is that that his problem is already happening right now. I agree. Right? It's happening. And so if that same crop of, you know, users now decide to use ChatGPT, it doesn't change. Yeah. Oh, no. I I think it does. This is why I think it does. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I'm saying... Okay, people want something different. People don't want to do Google's... Like, for example, there are cases where they say people... For certain types of information, people would rather do... Reddit, like they use Reddit, so mm-hmm. they'll put Reddit in the Google search query because they want to see real life people. Maybe like yeah. they want reviews of something. Yeah. I get that. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is Google isn't solving your problem, so I need a better way to solve. Yeah, you need a better way to solve. It doesn't mean I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to take it to this parroting thing that's just going but to give you something is. straight. Exactly. It's still early days. So that's where I was going. That I understand that it's still early days, but it's not. Don't jump from oh yeah, there's a pain point that customers have. I get that. Now, ChatGPT, this this is why they are using ChatGPT. I get that. But in that case, I think you should be with me, which is you should be at least skeptical of the ChatGPT that at least you have right now. But, because because you, but I think a lot of people you use should it. know that whatever you are getting there is not authority. No, yeah, I think it a lot of people use it as argumented, no. augmented, you know, just to, like you said, use it for writing. I think a lot of people that I've seen use it, kind of like, you know, use it to get a head start. Right. I mean, just like the way I used it, I was brainstorming how do I put together a business plan, what are the things I need to even talk about and all that. But immediately I put in the type of business I wanted, you know, the industry, everything, it gave me that framework I was looking for. And so it was able to actually, uh, it was easy for me to put together my thoughts, you know, under those soft topics, because I'd already talked about it, but it was all about putting it together that was the problem, and which I think is what um, takes a lot of time for people. Uh, and I understand that, you know, yes, you don't take things hook, line, and sinker when you, um, you know, go to chat GPT and all that. But I'm sure that's where, that's how almost everybody's using it. Now, there will be some people who want to take it as the gospel truth. But I would say there's been a lot of um, um, caution out there. I mean, people have extensively talked about what you're saying that, hey, like, don't take it as, you know, as, as the truth and all that. Probably you better, a better use of it is to use it to kind of like help you start or help you get there and then also it all depends on the, how you ask the question on chat gpt as well right if you ask a very broad if you make it really broad you probably wouldn't get the kind of answers you're expecting but if you make it really specific i think there was a cool example um somebody gave which was which was really um that you know they were i mean they went for um was it um parasailing or something um, and they had a for some reason they had an accident and all that, but it was in a place where they didn't have um, information on how to um, I think repair their boat or something, and they had to use you know ChatGPT to ask, okay, where can I get this? ChatGPT actually told them within the area where they would get the equipment, and actually told them how to first of all ChatGPT told them how to brainstorm what the problem was, because they kind of like put all the specific this is what is happening and all that. I told them it was probably this. And they finally found that that was it. And ChatGPT was able to tell them where to get the equipment 
around that area because they had called trying to ask people what would be the problem nobody could answer and i think that's a very cool stuff you know that's one way i think you know um chat gpt will continue okay. to change so this i've heard all of it so i think this brings me to the second question i was thinking about like so in terms of how scalable this is because i've seen a lot of research i'm sure a lot of you have seen based on how much it costs OpenAI to maintain the service. Yeah. So is this, do you see this scaling into retail, replacing search, replacing your regular Google search being search in the future, or is going to be a niche service for people that, like more tech-savvy people? So how do you see that playing out going forward in the future? Does anybody listen to, there was, this, there was a podcast they did last week where some of the New York Times guy that Chad GPT told to leave his wife or something like that. Oh, and, wow. Uh, <laughs> and one, uh, the Verge, one of the founders of the Verge, they interviewed Sundar about essentially like Bard versus Chad yeah. GPT. Yeah. You think, blah, blah, blah. And it was actually fun because what, which is kind of the Google line, it's not, it's not surprising that it's basically saying they see Bard and Chad GPT as kind of different. So meaning they are skeptical about saying place, which is why when Google released Bard, they basically put a big thing and said, this is an experiment. Like, that was like the most important thing to them to mm. say, which is like, don't expect this to be research. <clears throat> but coming back to what you're saying about like, the costs, yeah. I think, I mean, right now, they're already getting people to pay for ChatGPT yeah. Plus, mm. so is that what they call it? Premium? Mm. Or yeah. Yeah. Call it, right? So I think, ultimately, they are kind of like, using that to cover some of the costs. So I think they can actually continue doing it in this way. But I don't think so like the Bing the Bingo is actually that's like, to me that's actually very interesting because like Bing is using chat GPT but then they're using it with their own search and then mm-hmm. Google is doing it but Google is explicitly telling you that this thing is different from search. So it's like this thing is just going to be running in different places. I I don't think right now the cost is going to be very important. I think mm-hmm. especially with the way OpenAI is going they cannot right now like lose the momentum they have by yeah. saying, Oh, we want to we want to like scale this thing down. Yeah. We don't want to yeah. like if there's anything they can do to like get this thing into the hands of as many people as possible and get it as usual as possible. I doubt that it will like right now, like if if it comes to a question of we're looking for funding, I think a lot of people openly I will be be rejecting offers basically yeah, because yeah. they are basically the hottest thing now. So I don't think right now they're actually thinking in terms of of that so i think for now if if the worry is are we going to in terms of cost i don't i don't think they have to worry about that person that's that I mean, for me i also think it's the value proposition to i mean microsoft or to google that kind of like determines what happens right now to microsoft i think they're trying to use it to gain share Shares that probably their most important goal right now through Bing and all that. Yes, and I saw that Bing, I think Bing or Edge reached like 100 million daily active users or something in exactly. the last few weeks, which in, in the past six months, that would have been like a very impossible goal. So there's definitely some, some yeah. results. So did, to Google, yes, Google will probably will always probably um, put out that message, it's not replacing search. But I'm sure Microsoft will have a different... Because I know in um, um, Satya's um, um, interview, he talked about getting 1% of share in search. It's almost like $2 billion for Microsoft, right? So 
it's the value it's different value proposition so for microsoft and um, you know chat gpt they most likely wouldn't be thinking about the cost of maintaining open ai right now because I mean, what they'll probably be driving now is to get that market share in and then be able to cross sell right which then covers that cost so to google it will be different google still wants to protect their um would i say their most precious child and all that but at some point both companies will probably um or at some point some sort of model would definitely come up on you know how people then monetize um, open ai as well as you know or how they integrate it to their core products and all that but i, I just think it, it the, it's still open it will evolve over time but right now it's just that different value proposition that is probably driving how they think about cost right i actually have one question I yeah so i wanted to make a correction by the way bing is not using it to replace their search um it is part of bing so for yeah. you to use ChatGPT on bing you must have Bing, but I can search something on Bing and it will give me normal Bing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, so, no, no. So, what what saying saying is, is, so it's Bing, Bing chat. Yes. So it's just yes. like yes. a chat yes. box. Yes. Right. Yes. But the thing is, considering the buzz it has given Bing, yeah, Bing yeah. is going. Of course. Bing exactly. Like, yeah. It's just this thing. And you know that I've always said this. I'm a Bing user. I use Bing every time. That's my primary ground. So, no, not because, but I'm a heavy Bing user. So I use Bing chat yeah. a lot more than I use chat. But I'd like to chime in on your question. Yes. I do think LLMs are going to evolve chat over time. I think it's come to stay. And we've all had some form of this conversation. Like, I think the amazing thing with generative AI is that it found a product market fit. I think in terms of products that got to it first, one billion mm-hmm. users, like it got it yeah. faster than anything Any ever has ever. Hundred million or one billion? Okay, million. Yeah, which was really amazing. And, and when you even think about the problem market fit, it's not so much about uh, open AI, ChatGPT, or any other one on, as a standalone, like the applicability with uh, um, um, different products. Uh, what's in Kemp's product again? Um, Instacart. Instacart. And a bunch of other products that kind of like integrated it. Whether it's going to replace Google, I think is a different question. I don't think I, I um, my money is on Google so far for now. Uh, one of the reasons is because the Google already is almost like a platform. I like think about like when they came up with the idea of integrating Google search on different websites. Like most websites that have search in their website use Google to search their own website. So it's not going to be a minute for Bing to replace that. Um, but now rather than going to evolve how that search happens, I think, I mean, VAD is already there. It might not be as great as ChatGPT uh, for now. Um, but I think it's going to get better. Google also has like lots of more users who are interacting with all of their services that can actually help them be better. Um, but I definitely think, just like what we saw in the uh, photography industry, where the first time digital cameras came out, they were really shitty. People didn't like them. Um, but again, it appealed to the amateur photographer that just had to go to the beach and take pictures. And it wasn't the best thing then, but over time, I think, so yeah, these companies, like nobody should really think yeah. this is not going to happen. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Raw market fits is going to happen. So it's just how it's going to evolve. I don't like the idea of charging. For ChatGPT, um, I would pay because I love it. Um, but I don't, I don't know how many people are going to 
Even if I were to pay, I don't yeah, which goes back to my pay. retail no, question. No, like, no, 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 but, I mean, but hold on, it, it, like I said, it, it all depends on what ChatGPT does for you. Because I, I I read this morning that um, Bloomberg yeah. is now coming up with Bloomberg GPT. Yeah, I right. saw that. And for them to do that, so maybe ChatGPT wouldn't be. But that's a niche product. Well, that's, that's I'm that's just it. saying, maybe ChatGPT wouldn't be monetizing from a retail perspective, right? They may be monetizing by, you know, enterprise. Co- enterprise. And and I think that, that that has always been Microsoft's strong suit. Consumer retail has never been their thing. It has always been whenever they come up with a product, they want to optimize on the enterprise um, side. So maybe that's the way they monetize. Maybe that's that's what puts um, 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 the cost. Uh, but for yeah, but but to everything Anthony, Anthony said, it's still evolving, right? At some point, that decision has to be made. But it would be nice to see maybe one year from now, um, from a market share perspective, if there's been a move from Google Search to Bing Search. Okay. Right. So so to that so quick question, yeah. just that to get your opinion, good. yeah. So do you think that, especially because people say Google had this tech way back and most of people at OpenAI came from Google and things like that. One, do you think Google dropped the ball or they have a strong enough moat in the search industry that they shouldn't be bothered? Hmm. Um, I can go first. Let's, let's, um, let, let's ask <laughs> No, he can go last. <laughs> oh, he can go last, right? Okay, after we move I can actually go first, and I'll be curious to definitely hear what Alana's thinks. But I don't think Google dropped the ball. Um, again, like most other products, like it's think about what OpenAI stands for. Like assuming Google were to launch Brad first, and we like if as Google you're promoting for people to go search on Brad instead of Google, you're taking away users from. Google, like assuming there's infinite number of users from Google search to bad. The challenge with that is that the actual way that you make money is by people searching and you're showing them ads, um, which gets interesting. It can be figured out. Um, but then this thing that really challenges your existing business, it gets interesting. And I mentioned the innovators dilemma, like this has happened since since anyone started studying businesses, when you own a business, like it takes more time for you to go do something that will disrupt your own business. Because mm-hmm. if you disrupt it, you never know what's going to happen in that industry. Like mm-hmm. if we also let's go just play on generative AI, you never know if open AI is going to win. Um, I don't know that they dropped the ball. Like, and I think that loss of concerns with generative AI and Google has been burnt a few times. Um, I think the time that an image called a black woman. <laughs> something that shouldn't have um, and these are some of the problems and I know we are getting to that session mm-hmm. that Google has to be mindful about if as an upstart you make such mistakes like ChatGPT makes a lot of those mistakes DALL-E makes a lot of those mistakes and we mm-hmm. can get to those um, so Google as a, an established company as a leader within the search industry we have to be more cautious into leading something like that um, I think it just makes sense for them to not go first or for them to be more cautious. But I can see how that frustrates engineers who are working on that because, like, we have this amazing thing, we want to launch it, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. Um, that's my opinion. I wouldn't consider it dropping the ball. I, I think it's just nuanced. Um, I have a different opinion. I, I, I think they did, honestly, because right now the narrative is being driven by Chat GPT, right? And so, uh, yes, 
the signing of determining they dropped the ball is always re- relative. I mean, if ChatGPT didn't didn't come out, you know, they would have taken their time to understand how to, you know, put it in the market and all that. So when you have a technology that you know it's disruptive, um, we, I mean, on the business side, there's always that risk where you tell yourself it's there's a possibility I'm not the only one who is thinking about this or who is holding this technology. Now, with all the risks that you know Anthony mentioned and all that, now this is what the risk. Whatever people who look at their businesses and all that should have come out and say, okay, so how do we kind of like deploy this to the market so that it doesn't cannibalize our bread and butter, right? And I think that's where they should have thought about, well, that's what the things they should have thought about. Because imagine if bad had come out, right? Even if without the whole noise, ChatGPT came out to it, and then ChatGPT came in, ChatGPT wouldn't be getting this level of, you know. So you're saying bad felt like. And afterthoughts or it's, trying to catch up. If, even if, if even if we know it's not, but yeah. that's the narrative out there. The right? that it's, it's just still out there. Anything. In fact, people still, when you talk about bad, people still ask questions. You know, some way might even. I I won't be surprised if somebody relates bad to charge that the new chat GPT. Of course, no. exactly. <laughs> Google's Google's chat GPT. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So that's my point, right? When you have such a disruptive technology, the, the question you always ask yourself is. I'm not the only one with this, right? So what do I do? Even if I want to protect my bread and butter, so how do I do so that, yes, I'm the first to go to market, but yet I'm also protecting my uh, my core business. So, <laughs> after the, so, so and, and I think that's, I mean, I may not be the expert and all that, but I think that's where they dropped it. I just feel that there's a way they could have learned that out. So that when ChatGPT came out, it wouldn't have all this buzz, right? Because it yeah. seems everybody, everybody just think everything is ChatGPT right now. Okay, so just because he he hasn't answered no, the no, question. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, what <laughs> I want to say is that what you said. Okay. Um, I just want to put it out there. Again, these are not serious conversations. Just like, serious like, conversation. like we don't have to be hundred percent accurate in ten years time. But I just want to say that this is how many months that ChatGPT has been out there. This is still early days, like. Knowing who the winner is is gonna take a minute, right? And we've all seen first movers like MySpace was out there before Facebook. Um, the number of picture sharing apps before Instagram. Maybe I and... respond to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let him yeah. get yeah. But, but my point is, it's early days. Um, that they launched a few weeks after ChatGPT, and we know that right now Gen AI is almost synonymous to charge But we are still in less than one year. In three years' time, we are going to find out what was... It's just like, we were talking about like Slack, right? Like, I know we've had this conversation, how... 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I just, 20 seconds, I just... How my, how my person comes that loss of features in Teams, now like blowing Slack out of the water, even though Slack was like the end thing. But like, again, you never know how this game is going to end. It's still early days. Like, of course, like, I think I love ChatGPT. Like that's my fe- my go to before I even go to bad. Bad is only like when I want to compare something. Um, but who knows? Right? It's still early days. I mean, I just think the reference to Facebook MySpace is the fact that there was some time where people used MySpace. Probably Facebook understood what the limitations are and they came up with. But these two companies practically put this thing out almost at the same time. So they definitely will be learning from each other. And they are not, um, you know, they are not just one company out there. They have distribution. Like, 
both of them have very huge distribution that you know it will be so hard that you know whatever optimization bad does or chat gpt does that both of them can't replicate almost immediately Okay, so, so, great. So, so for, okay. I think I'm, interestingly, I think everybody would think, I'm actually kind of in between both of them. <laughs> I actually think, I, I think one, the, the first thing I would say is, the thing with product market fit is, when it works, it looks very often. Mm. So ChatGPT came out, blew every, everybody was like, wow. The natural thing is, Google, what were you doing? <laughs> The truth is that, think about it, ChatGPT is a very, very unique product. Yeah. There's, there's like, there's been no product like ChatGPT. Exactly. Like, it's not something that you're like, ah, you sh- this should have been obvious. Like, yeah. Google has search, right? Essentially, this is just a, oh, see, this thing, you can do fun stuff with it. No matter how much you try to say it, if Google, let's say there was no ChatGPT, yeah. Google had search, and you're like, oh, we're releasing this thing, oh, it's called bad. You can chat with it, blah blah blah. It gives you answers. Mm. The first thing I'm going to think about is how is that different from, from Google? <laughs> say, like, like it's going to be yeah. a natural, like, oh, so you mean I'll ask it questions and then it will respond, and I'll ask it questions and it will respond, and it's like, I can ask it stuff that I can ask Google search, and it will respond. So like, eh, it sounds like you're <laughs> just giving us another Google, a better Google search. That's what would have, did you that? Mm. No matter how you think about it, no, that is what I think the, ma- the go to market would have been different. I, I, no. I, no, see, the reason why I, I think the reason why I'm saying that now is you have seen some other person do some other yeah. person that basically was a kind of a nobody, like mm-hmm. the, nobody had an opening Open account air. before six months ago. Like, True. we just saw the, part of the thrill of ChatGPT was that wow, this is a new stuff that we have never seen before from a new company. And so now that we see it, I'm like, oh, it's a good, good thing. I think, like, because that's one of the things Sunda said yesterday that. Like they were surprised. Like even even a Pune, I, I will assure you, they do not expect yeah. to have a hundred million users in four weeks. There's no way you can expect that, yeah, right? Because yeah. that's not the first generative model they release. Yeah. They have Dali, they have Lab, they have some other yeah. stuff on that website yeah. that nobody even goes yeah. to now, yeah. and they were always there, right? So that's product market fit. Once you watch, you're like, wow, why didn't you think like? Like, what were we doing before? Like, what, who came up with these other <laughs> ideas when this was there? So, now it looks very obvious. So, on the one hand, I'll say I won't blame Google for that. Because, personally, to take it to another level, when Bing came out with it, personally, I was like, I don't, I don't even get. I don't, even till now, I'm, I, I don't even understand why Bing is doing it. I understand why Bing is doing GP, Bing, GPT, or whatever. Mm. Or Sydney, or whatever. There are so many names for that thing. But, like, I get it. The only reason why it makes sense is because Bing has such low market share. Yeah, this market share. That market share. See, as a product itself, yeah. it kind of doesn't make sense. Because you have Bing that gives you answers. Like, the one thing that I think I told Anthony this is, when they released that thing, the first thing they said was, they had this FAQ of this Central Bing. Like, they were like, oh, FAQ. Then they said something like, don't trust the answer. The thing is going to give you wrong answer. When you get an answer, go and verify it. And I was like, where? This is a search engine. <laughs> You're telling me to come to a search engine, ask the search engine for answers, and then take the answer and go and verify it. Where? From me, from Google. Like, that, that makes no sense if you think about it. But the thing is, it as a product itself, if you are a PM and you release that, you're going to be like, what? I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something wrong. But this made sense in the context of C. We have this search behemoth that we have been trying to chase for a few years unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if all this that is going to come out of this, is that we get 5% more market share than Google. 
it is absolutely a worthwhile exercise. So, like, so in terms of program market fit, even being zone is kind of shaky. But for OpenAI, no qualms. Like, they have nothing to lose. But the side where I think Google messed up is that ultimately you have the technology. Like, you yeah. have this you technology. Have Not just technology. Like, essentially, one thing Google Sundar said was the one, the, the, what is actually in bad right now is the one they call Lambda, which was like two, three years ago. They have like 10 times better models than that now. But like, it's almost like there was that like inertia. Like, no, like we know there are problems. Like, like a Google will be thinking the problems will be front and center, even though ah, this thing is wonderful. But the problem, like you can release a good product and the blowback from a negative like reaction to it Mm -hmm. will totally encapsulate all the nice things. So, but like I understand that skepticism, but I still think there was that, like, you still have to blame them for being such a big company that you lose that fire yeah. that a startup has. Like, you lose mm-hmm. that fire of see, hey, we have, like, there could have been some PM, have actually some rogue out. PM. Let's even call oh, exactly. him a, a rogue product manager who is like, see, I don't know what people are talking about, no, but, but you know what, just give me this. Yes, if it blows up, it's my mm-hmm. fault. Don't worry. But well, me, I'm, I'm going to make it clear that I'm just doing Experience. Yeah. All that we think about every day is say, I know you are doing search and you have mm. YouTube and it's over there. Just give me my own lane. I'm going to as much as possible explicitly say that this thing is experience. experience. But let and the second reason why it is kind of a failure in quotes is that AI is not like something that you work on in the lab and your experience engineers are using it. Yeah, it is great. But until people you, like yeah. you cannot envisage all the use cases of ChatGPT. It's just not it's not possible. Like even ChatGPT was having surprised now of things people were asking. Yeah. Like, see, like, I think I was telling somebody to believe this. Like there's no way you would have envisaged that in the yeah. lab as research scientists. So part of like even developing the model getting is getting it into as many people's hands as possible. Absolutely. And so ultimately, if you think about it that way, they, they could like it, it, it's not going to be. It's, it's not easy, but then you assume that you make like whatever billion dollars, whatever. Like that's your job. It's your job to make difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes you catch some slack, but like ultimately, there's some failure of like nimbleness. You're not nimble. like yeah. you are kind yeah, of comfortable. They are like, yeah. mm, I don't want to mess up, so yeah. let me be. Like, but ultimately, I still think. Now, I, I also think it's easy to armchair it and say, yeah, come on now, ChatGP is so well, great, you had this, why didn't you do it? It's true. Okay. When product market fit works, we're just like, wow, what okay. were we doing before? I don't know. It sounds like these other people were just playing. So that's why. So um, this this has been so eye-opening, a lot of wonderful insights from you guys. So I have, I think, one I of my final questions. Question. Okay, okay. Let me just, I, I think there's one thing that I just thought about. Isn't... Especially when you're bringing up this cost thing. Because yeah. one thing I saw recently is that Microsoft is experimenting with putting ads in in, in GPT, which is kind of very interesting because there are so many... Because it gives it links. Though. Yes. So, but then there, there was this screenshot, this mock-ups of where to put something and then to say this is an ad or something, something like that. So when you're going to the cost, right now, most of GPT Plus, the premium subscription, yeah. is to... Essentially, the biggest difference is, for example, you get GPT-4, 
then you don't sometimes when you want to use chat GPT, it runs into this thing where it tells you the server is busy, busy or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have that. Don't don't have so essentially it's more the cost thing that you're saying of running those big models. Meaning yeah. if you pay twenty dollars and it's like ah yeah, we can essentially give you we don't throttle you, you can do it whatever you want. But like if Microsoft like the funding model of Microsoft and ChatGPT is kind of very interesting because if Microsoft starts to make money from ChatGPT, like oh, oh essentially, if Microsoft uses GPT four in Bing and it works well, mm-hmm. doesn't that reduce the amount of people that go to chat.openai.com to use the standard ChatGPT? Yeah, but 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 Microsoft has that many um, shares of the company now. At some point, in, so I'm saying, doesn't it? I agree, yeah. but they still don't. It's not like they own the company outright. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure those people contracts, have. Yeah. They have other people who have put their money that are not just Microsoft yeah. people. True. So I'm saying, isn't there some kind of conflict of interest there? Where like, is it that I'm any money your own? Yeah, product. any money no, that Microsoft. I'm, I'm sure the legal contracts. Yeah, but we've right. not seen the contract. So exactly. even though you own shares in our company, yeah, and you have the first dibs, like right. yeah. you get to use it in your product. Yeah, there will also be something like. For every exactly. X, blah, 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 you, you pay, pay me. Y. So you pay, yeah. Yeah. So the legal contract will be I high. will expect that. And the legal contract will be set up so that it will scale. Yeah. Right? Yes. It won't be... If, if, if they don't collect royalty, then, then they're fucked. Then, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, now now that we are almost at the end, so I have a few questions. Like, one, what, what are the biggest limitations, risks, Concerns. concerns that you see going forward and there have been if you check like online discourse you see mm. people talk about ChatGPT is coming to take your job like okay yeah that one i don't do no no like for for example like people saying in a few years you don't need software engineers anymore you just write your prompt in chat gpt like things like that like all you need is an api and all of that so one i just want to hear you guys thoughts what do you think is the risk Mm -hmm. and recently microsoft okay so maybe we answer that and then i talk about like co-pilot so let's end on this note like so what do you think are the concerns going forward like for People, are we how far away are we from Terminator, where <laughs> where AI like, comes okay. and and, <laughs> and takes over everything? Like yeah. how far we? So just I mean, the, the way I would relate it is that particularly when the internet came out, right? People had the same concerns, right? But we then saw a lot of jobs evolve, new jobs come on, and all that. At least what this will do, definitely some jobs will be impacted. A lot. I mean. For instance, the whole software they're writing codes and all that. There would be some jobs where you know you could actually use that to write your code. So some people may not be needed. But however, I think this would push people to start to start to think of what is also possible, right? At, at this time, you have more time on your hands to begin to try to like you know evolve your job. Um, and I think there's risk everywhere. I don't think there's any job right now that you know. Chat GPT wouldn't um, um, have some sort of use case, right? For some, it would just be augmenting them, right? Um, for instance, if I take it from a finance perspective and all that, most finance people probably, um, in presenting the analysis, sometimes they find it hard to do that. But with the co-pilot and everything happening, where you could just do that augment, get your presentation out, and then... But that's just augmenting you, making you... Like, better. I can't wait for Copilot. Exactly. That's just augmenting you, making you better. 
some jobs it would be pure decimation, right? You know, um, particularly they talked about writers and all that. Uh, because now you can just get that skeleton and then, you know, um, and build upon it. But I don't think it means people will be out of job per se. Other things will evolve. And if other things evolve, so it means that humans right now should then think about where is the next opportunity and start to build those skills towards, you know, um, towards that um, end. And, you know, more job opportunities will come out. I, I think people will be fine, personally. Okay. Yeah. I think... Personally, I, I find it, like, there's always this like a Magadon part of their job. Like all the jobs that they've been saying in the last 20 years that people will just seem to still be. So I personally don't. And like, I think ultimately, ChatGPT is helpful. Exactly. It's supposed yeah. to help you do whatever it is you currently mm-hmm. do. Now, that's not to say, I think some jobs will be lost, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people who do like, maybe especially some of these people who do like, uh, like just create mock-ups or exactly. stuff like that. Like, and it doesn't mean that those people are just going to become, it just means they're now like, and no matter how much you strategy, which is not going to solve all the problems. Right. So you still need to take it and then improve on it. So I think some, the jobs will change is the way I think I like to see it, it will change. Mm-hmm. And then people will diversify and do things slightly different. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, Oh, this person mm-hmm. is just going to become homeless mm-hmm. because of that. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Um, the, the 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 dangers that I see, I think the biggest danger is the the, the AGI danger, the Terminator danger, which is like oh, ChatGPT is going to ruin the world, blah 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 blah. I think it's kind of overblown <laughs> personally, but I think there's something there. Yes, yeah, I think there's something there. The something there is like now you're saying now. Openly, I came up with this plugins thing where they want to you can do plugins to your, which means for example something like. Essentially, the chat now has access to internet. to internet to also do have some real world effect. Maybe send an email or stuff like that, or like like maybe a company specific thing that it mm-hmm. can do. That gets into dangerous territory because before what they were telling us that this is just a chat, it doesn't do anything, it's just chatting with you, blah 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 blah, blah no no foul, no harm. If ChatGPT can just if ChatGPT can just send emails, just email sending, you already open yourself to problems. Because what that means is you go into misinformation, Cambridge Analytica, blah blah blah. Like there are so many possibilities. Because again, we don't it's not like we know what exactly this thing is saying. You yourself are telling us that you should not trust what it's saying. But if you now put it in a position where it has like the scale to send things to people and basically give people information on the particular not just it's one thing if I am chatting with ChatGPT and telling it something for myself, even if I'm just playing around. It's another thing, and we've seen cases where ChatGPT is saying, "Oh, I'm going to hack this guy. I hate mm-hmm. these guys. And I'm going to like fish, the, like things like that." Then you begin to get like somebody literally told ChatGPT to, to break down how do I send a phishing email, and he told you, oh, "This is what you do. You form the email address like this, so it looks like a real email address." But ChatGPT will basically give him the steps of how to do that. <laughs> now imagine ChatGPT can send emails. It will send the best phishing email that anybody can. It's like, and immediately you catch one, it will change it. Like yeah, at that learning. point, because, so I think <laughs> definitely we need to be careful about how we expose it to like real world actions. Right, like maybe you think you know, like your Alexa, can you can say, oh, Alexa, buy this for me? Or once you get to that level where ChatGPT can say, Oh, yeah, do this for me, and then ChatGPT is going to go, and yeah. then we need to be careful. And so, even that open letter that they said Elon Musk and some people know where they said you should pause something, pause for six months. I think that's that's about what. But I think basically what that achieves is 
maybe let's sit down and have a conversation about where these things are going. Because we can't just willy-nilly just, oh, GPT-5, GPT-7, yeah. GPT-9. Let's just be increasing big, big models. I think models. it's the ethics so, of the I think, yeah. I think there needs the to, ethics, exactly, exactly. The there needs to be some ethical guidance. And it's just... So who is responsible for that? That's the problem. Is it right now? There's nobody. There's nobody. And I think that's why they released that because it's like there's no like the government are not going to do it. Even yeah. if the government, there's no framework for the government. The government will always play catch up, right? Government will always play catch up, right? And, and so now you're really leaving it up to Google to say Google has responsible AI principles. Yeah, like open AI. I don't think they even have some responsible. AI. But you can't leave it up to the company that wants to make money from a product to make the product. The same guy, yeah. There's no. So I think there needs to be. But the thing is, I don't think we have a framework in tech or in for that. And I think that's something we need to develop. The other thing I wanted to say is a danger is I feel like like that whole chat GPT saying he wants somebody to leave his wife, blah blah blah. I think there's also some danger there, which is you leave, let's say, a vulnerable fifteen year old, sixteen year old, somebody with depression, yeah. blah, blah 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 blah. Give him a chatbot that can take a conversation into Any, absolutely unpredictable ways mm-hmm. is dangerous. Because like yeah. it can tell the like there's just there's just that also even there too there needs to be some safeguards into yeah. So should we start believing all these movies? Because yeah. yeah. men, <laughs> I mean, like they because they should help, have healthy. <laughs> so come back to healthy skepticism. That's yeah. the idea. Because you never know. Saying, for me, the the other challenge, like everything I ever said, uh, I totally plus one on that. The other bit to it is also like, again, all of these models rely on information available to them, and. We've seen that, like you mentioned, there's so many use cases for all of this. Like imagine when recruiters start to use ChatGPT um, to make recruiting decisions. Um, when maybe courts start to use ChatGPT to decide on sentencing. Remember, all of these things, all of these things we rely, we rely on existing available information or maybe even your insurance like and we've seen lots of bias mm-hmm. data like mm-hmm. again like i tried i tried this and like draw me an image of a person dali each time he gives me white caucasians irish That's people like of course like and and i think at this point like at this point like you have enough i signed in to bank like somehow you should know i'm a black person like just humor me just give me one black image like, because it basically gives me four images just humor me just give me one black person you know um so think about like the amount of information out there like when you try to search things about nigeria for example like it's very easy for to make uh, images of donald trump like i said make an image of tinubu he doesn't know who tinubu is because again the amount of information available to it is what is going to help it make decisions mm. um even like the the other problem that you mentioned earlier which is the problem of the single answer it's also based on what is available. Yeah. And over time, some of these engineers that worked on it are going to also know how to game it. Like, how do I give this thing pushing enough information to tweak that answer a little bit? So whether it means me spreading lots of fake news mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. over time, that actually be peace. I'm like, okay, if this thing is like 1 million out of 1.4 million about this topic, it has to be true. So when you ask a question, it gives you that answer. Um, I just think it's challenging, and like you all have mentioned, like there has to be someone governing this. And I think, in my opinion, that is also one of the reasons why, in my opinion, I, of course, I don't work at Google <laughs> and I don't know how to make a decision. I think it's one of the reasons why it makes sense to me that Google didn't make, move first because lots of the PR issues, like the things that you're getting wrong, 
can really sink a big company. They have a big responsibility. They don't have the luxury um, of, have the luxury of yeah. making some of these mistakes that we are saying. But my um, counter to that is that they released immediately. I mean, they still, so like he said, did they, did they but like he said, no, bad that, today. That's just my counter. Wait, wait, wait. Like he said, mm. like he said, they didn't release their best model. Do you remember that someone quit Google saying what they have was sentient? I don't think that what they released is what that what they was working on. And this was no, more than a year. I'm ago. just saying the optics of it that, you know, if you were scared about the ethics and all that. No, it's easy that someone has already did it, so at least <laughs> they, are, they are playing catch up. My point though is explainability and transparency is going to be key. So Good if point. you chose to fire me as much as ChatGPT, Amazon we are trying to lay off 9,000 people who should be fired and it gives you this of people who want to be able to have the explainability. I want to be able to look under the hood to see what is happening down there. How do I measure the decision? Auditing is going to be key. Not just core auditing, even like how you say, even prioritize auditing. How do we ensure that we can pick, can pick the right things to audit to make sure that we can? Yeah, but I, I think most of the things. I just want to add one thing. I think it's actually, it's one thing that is, it's a very exciting time to be an AI research scientist. Because yeah. essentially, all of these problems mm-hmm. that we're talking about, even an AI lawyer, each person, like a lot of AI teams, are sitting and okay, me, I just want to deal with, for example, what Chidi just said, which is yeah. there's something called explainability, which yeah. is mm-hmm. I want to be able to, I give you an answer, I want someone now probes and says, okay, why did you why? do this? Yeah. How did you get to this answer? Yeah. Right now, the models are kind of opaque in that way. They just give you an answer and you just take it. Like somebody's like, okay, I want to put more insights into that. That's somebody, that's one AI team. Somebody's trying to research. And the thing is, this is like bleeding edge. These people are literally getting this thing and releasing it. So, like, there's a lot of, like, to be an AI research scientist with a PhD and some years of experience right now will be so, because there's so many, like, everything we are talking, the reason why we're talking about it is because, oh, we see challenges. Each of those challenges is a possible research angle that you can go into. So, like, for those guys, I'm sure they're like, it's like, they wish they could multiply themselves and just solve the challenge problems because it's just. I mean, I guess you can help them move faster. (laughs) (laughs) Even on the legal side, being an AI lawyer right now, you know, it's it's going to be wow. This almost an hour. So, thank you so much, guys, for coming and sharing your thoughts with me today. This Chidi Kingsley and Ilema, I hope to see you guys here some other time to discuss some of the topics. It feels like we could go on for hours on this. Um, So. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming. Yep, Have a good fun. night. Fun, fun conversation. Fun yeah. being skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>